0: Bill O'Reilly here, Tuesday, September 27, 2022. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. A majority of voters support sending migrants to sanctuary cities. The midterms, now the most expensive election in history. The White House suggesting the Atlanta Braves find a new name. A survey ranks the best places to see fall foliage. Also ahead, my new book, Killing the Legends, out today. But first, a survey from CBS News finds a slim majority of Americans support sending migrants to so-called sanctuary places. 51% back Republican governors' decisions to deport illegal aliens to New York, Chicago, Martha's Vineyard. 49% disapprove of that. 9 in 10 agree the policy is an effective way to bring attention to the illegal immigration issue. More than 2 million people have illegally entered the USA this fiscal year. The 2022 midterms now the most expensive campaign in U.S. history. $6.5 billion already spent on TV, radio, digital ads, passing the previous record set two years ago. Total spending will likely reach $10 billion by November. Latest forecasts give Republicans the edge to win the House. The Senate remains very close. The Biden administration asking the Atlanta Braves to pick a new name. The team visiting the White House to celebrate their 2021 World Series win, said Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre, quote, All people deserve to be treated with dignity. We should listen to Native Americans who are most impacted by this, unquote. The name Braves was first used in 1912 when the Boston Rustlers became the Boston Braves. The team moved to Atlanta in 1966. One note, being brave is a good thing, isn't it? Travel and Leisure magazine listing the best towns in America to see the leaves change color Places judged on traffic, pollution, natural beauty, weather. Top five, Huntington, New York on Long Island. Followed by Stowe, Vermont, Lenox, Massachusetts, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, in the Smoky Mountains. Number one, Bar Harbor, Maine. 50,000 tourists descend on the harbor each fall. I was there two years ago. Spectacular. In a moment, fame can kill can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. My new book, Killing the Legends, the Lethal Danger of Celebrity, out today. And this is a very different type of killing book. First, the facts. This is the 12th Killing book. 19 million copies of my books are in print right now. 18 number one bestsellers. The Killing series, the most successful nonfiction book series in history. Now, Killing the Legends features on its cover Elvis Presley, John Lennon, Muhammad Ali. All of those men, have influenced American history in ways very few of us know about. Elvis, for example, in the mid-1950s, he graduated from high school, started driving a truck in Tupelo, Mississippi. You may know that. Well, the culture in America in the 1950s was conformity. Dwight Eisenhower president, post-World War II, most people looked the same, talked the same, thought the same way. All of a sudden, a teenager, Elvis, bursts on the scene and blows up the culture. If you're a baby boomer, you'll remember on Ed Sullivan, there was Elvis swiveling, but the camera only shot him from the waist up. Pastors burned his records. Parents yelled at their kids for imitating Elvis boys started to slick back their hair the whole culture changed then the beatles came on the scene they changed america as well sex drugs rock and roll came in 1967-68 anti-authority it was worse than elvis elvis was anti-conformity the beatles brought in anti-authority You'll remember that. Then Muhammad Ali, the most successful and famous African-American athlete of all time. He lifted up black people all over the world. An enormous talent and personality. Now, what do Elvis, Lenin, and Muhammad Ali all have in common? They were crushed by their fame, by their celebrity, and all of them were betrayed. There is a reason Judas Iscariot is featured so prominently in the New Testament, betrayal. Now, Presley, Lennon, and Ali are not victims. They allowed it to happen, but what happened to them is not widely known, and that is what we write about. But there is a more important theme to this book, the two most famous men in America today are Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Both of them have been adversely affected by their fame. Biden gave up every principle he held to become president. Trump is mired in daily controversy. Fame crushed them as well. The book, Killing the Legends, hope you'll check it out. I'm Bill O'Reilly, I approve that message by writing it. And in a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Not, no. 158 years ago today, an armed gang known as Bloody Bill's Confederate Guerrillas terrorized a small town in central Missouri. Part of this crew included a 17-year-old boy who would become the most notorious outlaw in U.S. history. Here is the story of Jesse James. James was born in Clay County, Missouri, September 1847. His older brother Frank fought for the South in the Civil War, Jesse himself too young for combat. In 1864, the skinny teenager joined a renegade militia led by Bloody Bill Anderson. They terrorized pro-Union enemies throughout the heartland. On September 27th, Jesse James and the gang ambushed northern forces stationed in the small city of Centralia, Missouri. The guerrillas looted the town, attacked a train attempting to flee. 24 Union soldiers were stripped of their uniforms, shot to death, and scalped. A nearby regiment descended on Centralia to stop the carnage. After a brief battle with Bloody Bill and his crew, 123 U.S. troops dead. Jesse James quickly gained notoriety throughout the Great Plains for his good looks, and violent temper. After the war, he earned a living through robbery, extortion, intimidation. Southern newspapers stylized the gangster as a modern Robin Hood and a heroic rebel. Sheltered by Confederate sympathizers, Jesse James eluded authorities year after year. Over the next couple of years, the James brothers robbed dozens of banks in western Missouri, By the late 1870s, the group kept a relatively low profile, but one by one, members of the Jesse James gang were either captured or killed. After spending a few quiet years farming, Jesse James himself organized a new gang, including local outlaws Charlie and Robert Ford. After a routine squabble among the gang, the Ford brothers decided to kill Jesse James for the reward money. On April 3rd, 1882, while Jesse's mother made breakfast in the next room, Robert Ford shot Jesse James in the back of the head. He died instantly. Folks today are still visiting his grave on the outskirts of Kansas City. His tombstone reads, Jesse James died April 3rd, 1882, age 34, He was murdered by a traitor and a coward whose name is not worthy to appear here. Back after this. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. My new book, Killing the Legends, the Lethal Danger of Celebrity, out today. Hope you'll check it out. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.